What if you could have a career where the opportunities are as vast as our nation, where it's not about mission statements, but a shared mission? At U.S. Customs and Border Protection, we go beyond to protect more than borders. From ship to shore, air to ground, cities to local communities, CBP agents and officers are keeping people safe. Join U.S. Customs and Border Protection and go beyond for something far greater than yourself. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning. It's 8 a.m. on Tuesday, January 9th, 2024. Today in Baton Rouge, expect partly cloudy skies with a high of 52. In hour two of today's show, we'll be joined by LSU men's basketball coach Matt McMahon. You can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at OTB underscore ESPN and catch us on YouTube on the 104.5 ESPN channel. Hour number two of Off the Bench live from the Mercedes-Benz of Baton Rouge studios starts now. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Jacob Hester and T-Bob Hebert. Yeah, 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 yeah. Off the Bench, bench with Hester and T-Bob. Hey, they said I got to come off the bench. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Yo, yo, yo. Hello. What's up, y'all? Welcome in hour number two of OTB. Uh, it's going to be a fun hour. We are going to talk to Matt McMahon. We're going to talk to Coach Kim Mulkey. We've got Underhill coming up hour number three. Uh, of course, the SEC, uh, the LSU men's team winning their SEC opener. Jordan Wright, SEC player of the week, like we talked about earlier, 20 and 10. Very impressive stuff. Home opener tonight in the PMAC against Vanderbilt. Not a good Vanderbilt team, but, you know, with LSU basketball right now, you can't really, you know, you can't take anything for granted. So still should be a good game. Um, if you want to support the team, go check him out in the PMAC tonight. And then, of course, Coach Kim Mulkey's squad off to a 2-0 SEC start. Bit of a battle against Ole Miss on Sunday as well. So uh, excited to hear from Coach Mulkey as she is um, she's best. Chris says, sorry I'm late this morning. Did we talk about how the blue chip ratio won again? Yeah, that is, that is, that is, that is one uh thing about this. Now, I so blue chip ratio, you already know what it is. It's uh the amount of four and five stars you have in your roster. Since they started tracking this thing, I think it was like 13 years ago. There's never been a national champion that's been under 50%. The last one would have been Jameis Winston in that FSU team. Um Washington was well under. Uh but Michigan barely broke the threshold right at 50%. So blue chip ratio reigns supreme. I still think that Michigan proved something though. I still think that Michigan proved that um, that there is some still, like I said, some room left in this sport for the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. Uh, to, to, to prove all the people, like everybody in chat who's just sitting there saying, like, 
Alabama's better, Georgia's better, just because they have, like, better recruits and maybe more NFL players. Like Michigan, who they have dogs, don't get me wrong, but they still proved that team can win. I mean, they didn't win with a Les Miles game plan but or, or you know, play design, but I'll be damned if Jim Harbaugh didn't win with a Les Miles philosophy, which is wild to think about in 2024, especially overcoming uh, an offense like that. Um, what do they say? They say hail to the victors, right? And undisputed national champs. Um, Taylor, get out of this two shot and come tight on me. It feels weird with just, it feels like I'm like, like, like a ghost should be sitting on the other side of me. Uh, um, uh, so we do have, uh, some sad show news to get into here. Uh, it's me, Alondra and Taylor here this morning. Um, Mario is not here and that is, uh, because Mario is, Pursuing other opportunities will no longer um, be on the show, and uh, it's 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 a bummer, man. Because I love Mario; he's been a very good friend for years. Um, excellent insight into all New Orleans sports. Passion for LSU, where he went to school. I mean, Pelicans. He was our Pelicans beat reporter. Um, and 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 I wish him nothing but the best for the future because, as I said, I mean, I, I worked with Mario for years. I feel like I've seen him grow up. Um, I love that man, and he's awesome. He's awesome. Um, but, look, I've done this job for a long time, and that's how this goes. You know, uh, I pe- people come in, they go out, partners change. Uh, it's like the ship of Thesis. Theseus? ship of Theseus, right? Um, which is, I, I only know about this because of WandaVision, which, again, I don't even, I've been pretty cool on Marvel, but I do like this 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 old uh, kind of thought exercise of the ship of Theseus, right? Like where it's like, okay, you're sailing a ship, and over time you keep making repairs to it, and you keep replacing planks with other planks. Uh, at what point is it a different ship? Or is it still the same ship? And in the end, it doesn't really matter because you're still sailing along. And so OTB, still sailing along. And I would like to welcome our latest plank, Alondra Villarreal, to the crew. Alondra, what's going on? How are we feeling today? You excited? Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah? I'm very excited. Um, I feel great. I'm, I'm pumped, too. Uh, I'm excited to have a female voice in the room. I have loved working with you in the past here, but also on Whiskey and Wine. Yeah. Uh, you did such a fantastic job producing that show this year. We did not have Thank any you. technical difficulties. I said that online, and a lot of people thought I was taking a shot at Musso. That's not true. <laughs> Musso doesn't produce Whiskey and Wine. Yeah. And he's done well when he has. He's not made mistakes either. It's just we've had others in the past who I loved as people and were awesome, but, like, some made more mistakes than others, and... It's high pressure. Like, I'm pretty chill. Matt, Matt likes things to go according to plan. And so if the score, you know, if the graphics aren't right and you're not ready to go right when that clock hits zero or having some sort of technical difficulties, that's a bad place to be 
for the uh, producers. And Alondra, I thought you handled that pressure and that smoke uh, fantastically. Uh, the smoke was a lot worse than having uh, than anything else. Yes, the literal smoke. Yeah. Uh, which I love, but I understand that uh, it's maybe <laughs> not for everyone. I would literally sit there like crying my eyes out. Uh, <laughs> like, like not emotionally crying, no. just physically leaking tears. Yes. Yeah. 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 Um. But yes, I'm excited. Hell yeah! Well, I'm glad to have you. Thank you. And and look, so this is uh. Again, I said it's 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 always there's always a feeling out process here. There's chemistry creation. We're going to find our way the same way we've always found our way through the years as we've uh, we've we've had changes. OTB goes on. But um, I'm excited. I'm excited for the future. Now, coming up this hour, like I said, we got McMahon, we got Mulkey coming up. But in uh, the continued fallout from the Saints and the Dennis Allen debacle, it is painfully clear I don't know, man. At first, I all thought this was kind of no big deal, like whatever. But the more that comes out, the more painfully clear it is that the players just do not like Dennis Allen and and do not respect him. Um, and you had Jimmy Graham tweeting yesterday, like, because look, it's funny to watch people fall on both sides of this issue. I know my old man was like, Jameis Winston should be you know, uh, cut immediately. Ah. And it's been funny. The hoodats are coming for him. The streets are hot for him. Watch some dude in a gold Saints jersey yelling into his cell phone, calling him baby boy. And saying, like, you aren't saying when you're 0-3 in the playoffs in 86 or going to Atlanta. Which, look, these take streets get hot. I get it. It just is what it is. Be interested if you say it to his face, but it is what it is. I get it. You're like Shannon Sharp say, saying the same thing, but then you have plenty of people on the other side, and 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 plenty of people who are kind of like me, where it's like I kind of see both issues, but ultimately, like did his should have sided with his players or stuck up for his players and not apologize to the Falcons. Also, did you see the Jimmy Graham tweet? Talking about y'all get off Jameis Winston. This man's one of the best teammates that we've ever that I've ever had. He's the man. And then he ends it with also F the Falcons. Because that's what it is at the end of the day. So um no, look, I, I agree. It is, it is the only the Bush League element is to score out of victory formation, right? Because that is a gentleman's agreement that the game is over. Like I remember Greg Schiano looking so Bush League back in the day because he he wanted his guys who was the Bucks to dive at the knees at the victory formation and try to force a fumble. And it's like, whatever, dude. Um, so that's Bush League. But again, that's on Dennis Allen. His players clearly told him they wanted to score a touchdown. Allen said no. They should have just lined up and tried to score a touchdown. And they didn't, and then they went a bit rogue. And again, whatever. Is it a bit Bush League? Yeah. But it's your arch rival. F the Falcons, as Jimmy Graham says. And that's kind of the mindset that Allen should have. And even though it's not representative of him, he probably should have stood up there and said, hey, yeah, you know, players side do it, and I'm down for what the players do. And instead, he's apologizing to Arthur Smith. Arthur Smith. And Taylor raised a great point in our group chat. Is Arthur 
one of the softest names in just history. Like the softest, and not last names. It's a fine last name. But in terms of first names, it's got to be one of that. So here's what we're going to do. Taylor has put together a list of the top four <laughs> softest names that somebody can have. Uh, but given our time here, we're going to go talk to the coaches. We'll revisit this at the end of the hour. Uh, coming up next, we got LSU head men's basketball coach Matt McMahon here on OTB. Keep it locked. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob, ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. OTB, speaking of, sailing on, finding new partners, new planks. I am so excited to be working with Tommy's Windows. Tommy's been in the game for 27 years, a former member of the Golden Band from Tigerland. So he's in it for 27, right about seven years goes. Tommy's like, you know what? Look, man, I think, I think, I think, I think I, there, I, there are some things that how I would run a business that I, I, I want to do differently. I'm going to start my own. And what a seven years it's been. Go look at the online reviews. Google Tommy's Windows, Tommy'sWindows.com. Go check them out. Massively good reviews. A very strong price point. The customer service separates. Tommy himself, one of the separating factors. The man just has an energy that is infectious. And look, don't just take my word for it. Make us one of the three bids and let Tommy prove it to you, okay? Make us one of your three bids and let Tommy's windows prove it to you. More to be next. You gotta keep them separated. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. OTB, hour number two. And right now, it is my pleasure to welcome in the head coach of LSU men's basketball. We have not talked in a while. Coach Matt McMahon. Coach McMahon, what's going on, man? How are we feeling this morning? Game day. It is game day. It's a beautiful day in Baton Rouge for basketball. Uh, and uh, excited to get the SEC home opener rolling tonight. Yeah, man. And um, look, what what a start to SEC play. And uh, we'll, we'll get into all of it and kind of everything surrounding the program right now and where things are going. But um, basketball right now um there there's i i would say it's probably fair to say there's not a ton of belief right uh at least from some of the fans and then yet you come out here on the road against texas a&m a very good rebounding team and you emerge with a 68 to 53 win you beat them on the boards and you break a streak that went all the way back to february 22 in terms of a road losing streak, coach, and I, I I know these are very tough things to to discuss, right? But like this this is this is like this is the road to improvement. This is how that road is hoed. What 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 did it feel like in that locker room to to emerge victorious and now sit at one and zero in SEC play? Well, I was obviously thrilled with the win and the result, but I was uh, more excited about how it happened mm. and why it happened. I just thought our guys played with the toughness, the grit, uh, the physicality uh, that we want our program to be about, uh, you know, going in 
A&M number one in the country in offensive rebounding, yeah. literally rebounding one out of every two of their missed shots. And uh, to go in there and outscore them 18-3 to three on second-chance points, uh, to limit them to 53 points. You know, they had a 12-game SEC home-winning streak uh, in that building uh, to put an end to that streak. I just love the competitiveness and togetherness of our team. And as I told them afterwards, that's the standard. Yep. And that's what we got to play to every single night out. And so, you know, since Jalen Cook got eligible on January 16th, our season really started over. We've made a lot of progress and gotten a lot better, uh, but certainly a long way to go. But that was a great first step on Saturday night. That's for sure. Well, and look, and now, and now um, immediate recognition, Jordan Wright being named co-SEC player of the week, 20 and 10, um, great performance. You had to have it. Uh, what 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 is Jordan Wright meant to uh, kind of creating that success alongside like Jalen Cook? Yeah, first off, that's the lesson, right? Uh, sometimes we we get the order confused. We think the individual success comes and then and then the team. Mm. Uh, but it's it's the team success, and then the individual honors and accolades and all that follows. So I think uh, Jordan would acknowledge uh, you know a tough team win on the road put him in a position to, to earn that award uh he was fantastic he's been really good especially you look over the last month he's been our leading scorer all year but he's been so much more efficient offensively last uh for since that since that ridiculous performance at texas he's yeah. averaging 20 a game shooting 50 percent from the floor uh he leads the sec in steals which has been huge for us on the defensive end and uh, just providing that leadership as a fifth-year guy. So uh, I know this is a, a unique game for him tonight. I don't know if it's it's ever happened where a guy is going up against the school he played for uh, for four years and has a degree from that institution, but I think he's very mature and will be locked in on, on the things that matter the most tonight to impact winning. Well, and I, and I, and I want to start to preview the Vandy game again. Go get your tickets tonight in the PMAC, 8 p.m. It's going to be a great game. But, um, Coach, I, I, I want to kind of have a, a little bit of a, a big-picture discussion. Yeah. And it's, uh, as I said, I, I, I think you're in a, a, a tough position in that you are in a sport where there are massive resources poured in and in some other places, right? And if you just look at right now and LSU and 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 trying everybody trying to get their kind of piece of the pie um you're 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 having to fight kind of a bit shorthanded in these battles how how do you seek to how how do you seek to find a way right i mean you mentioned team you mentioned things like culture like how do you create that when you have some just objective disadvantages for some of the people you're competing against you knew going in that the, the situation was difficult, but it, that that was known. I mean, from day one. Yeah. Uh, but now it's about man. You got to build. You got to build. You got to stack days consistently. Uh, we have to continue to to recruit uh, guys that are going to come in here and help us rebuild the program. And you know, it's our responsibility to put a product out on the floor. Uh, you know, quite frankly, where guys uh, play their tail off. Uh, they play the right way. They take great pride in representing LSU in the state of Louisiana. And I think you saw that on Saturday night. Now we got to build on it. And I think when you know people respect hard work, uh, they respect toughness, 
Uh, they respect playing as a team and, and taking pride and representing that jersey. And, uh, you know, that's how you start to build uh, some support uh, and start to build an army of people uh, that, that want to be a part of rebuilding the team and the program. So, uh, you know, we're headed in the right direction. If you look at the last month, we've made a lot of progress. We were absolutely yeah. brutal in uh, turnovers, defensive rebounding, and defending the three-point shot through 10 games. Uh, not only have we taken those from being, you know, really poor, but they've actually been strengths of our team over the last month. And so we got to continue to build on that. So, so how do you do that? You know, like, like, like how, 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 how have you taken uh, elements that were a, a weakness and in a short amount of time managed to kind of flip that? Yeah, I think just practice. And I know <laughs> Not the uh, the old Allen Iverson quote, but it's, it's the, the the only way I know is uh, if you want to get better at it, you got to get in here and work and be very intentional. Uh, we've been at very competitive practices over the last month, and I think that's helped us improve on the defensive end and on the rebounding. Uh, now the offensive piece comes down. I mean, we can scheme it up all all we want. And you got you got to have talented offensive players in this league, and I think uh, with Jalen Cook getting eligible. I always say it, that point guard position, uh, your number one responsibility is to make everyone else better yeah. out there on the court. It's, it's no different than a quarterback on the, on the football field. And he's made the game easier for us offensively. Uh, we've been able to get better shots. Uh, our assist to turnover ratio, which was poor early in the year, uh, has been really good since he got back with the team. And I think it's raised the level of everyone else that in the on the program. So, uh, you know, it's it's not going to happen overnight, certainly. So, but we got to be consistent and stack days, uh, and ultimately win games. And and that's we we all know how we're judged in this business. Yeah. Uh, and tonight's the the next opportunity, the home SEC opener. Uh, I know our guys have prepared and, and looking forward to the opportunity tonight. So what 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 have you seen out of Vanderbilt? Where where uh, what, what do you think uh, the like, what challenges does Vanderbilt represent? Yeah, great great point. They, they struggled early in the year, uh, but over uh, the last since Christmas they've played well. They they mm. should have won at Memphis, top twenty team in the country. End up losing by two. Uh, just lost by three to to Alabama on Saturday. Uh, you have to defend the three point line. You know, Coach Stackhouse, he, he run about 115 NBA set plays, and he gets good shots for him. Uh, so you got to make sure you defend the three-point line. Uh, Manon at the point guard position is probably the quickest player in the league. Got to do a really good job containing him off the dribble. Uh, but then the message to the team is all that stuff's great. We got to be more concerned with LSU. We yeah. got to keep getting better in those areas we've talked about: uh, offensive execution, taking care of the ball. Uh, I, I would love to see the physicality and toughness we played with on Saturday on on the rebounding boards be who we are, not mm -hmm. just a one-off. And so, you know, really want to establish that physical presence tonight on the glass. Hell yeah, Coach. I'm excited, man. SEC opener tonight, 8 p.m. in the PMAC. Go pack it out. Support the boys. Help cheer them on. Potential 2-0 SEC start. And, uh, yeah, keep grinding, Coach. It's, it's great catching up with you, certainly. And uh, thank you for making some time for us this morning.
Man, really excited about tonight. Appreciate you having me on. 72 degrees and sunny in the PMAC tonight. Hope everyone will come out and join us. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Get out to the PMAC tonight. Coach McMahon, head LSU men's basketball coach again. Um, Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's, uh, you know, I it's, it's like I, t- I, I, it's tough to have uh, some of those kind of uncomfortable uh, conversations with coaches, but I've talked about on air, right? I think Matt Remand is having to kind of do this shorthanded. He doesn't have the investment of a lot of the other schools. He doesn't have the investment here uh, or necessarily the mind share because of how great some of the other programs are right now. And if he pulls this off, if he makes LSU into a respectable basketball program, he should get bonus points for the context in which he is operating. And already that 1-0 start was something that was very unexpected, bringing a two-year road-losing streak for LSU and also, as he just alluded to, breaking a 12-game home winning streak in the SEC for Texas A&M and winning by 15 and beating up a team that was the number one offensive rebound team in the country on the boards. Okay. Okay, I see you. Now let's see what you do against Vanderbilt tonight. All right, coming up next, talk to Coach Kim Mulkey. Keep it locked right here on Off the Bench. Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. Go to allstartoyotabatonrouge.com, allstartoyotabatonrouge.com, All-Star. Toyota, you want real Toyota service real fast? Go bring your vehicle into the service center today. If you get in an accident, all makes and models are welcome. Okay, this is not just Toyota. Uh, and the service center has a bunch of distinct advantages over other body shops and whatnot. Um, first off, the quality of the work is fantastic, right? Let's just get that out of the way up front. Insurance claims are welcome. Um, free professional estimate. A great communication throughout the process. Factory parts right there on site for immediate repairs. Uh, shuttle service that'll drop you off and pick you back up as your vehicle's being worked on. The rental cars from Miss Lisa's Sessions right there on site. Cheaper per day rental prices than traditional rental companies if it's like a really big job. Um, they're simply the best, man. And if you mention OTB, you mentioned Jake, you mentioned T-Bob, you get $100 for that deductible. All-Star Toyota Baton Rouge, allstartoyotabatonrouge.com.
All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. OTB. And every Tuesday at 830, we are graced with the presence of a multi-time national champion and reigning national champion, the legend herself, Coach Kim Mulkey. Coach Mulkey, what's going on? How does this uh, How does this morning find you? Well, I sat and waited all day for that horrible weather we were supposed to get yesterday. <laughs> I'm still looking out the window like the old folks did back in the day. I'm, uh, you know, I hadn't seen anything but a few raindrops. I see sunshine this morning. My, uh, you you sound like my wife who is nearly broken. By the fact that on the first day after Christmas break, the kids got a half day. Exactly. Just, just I'm like, needed a little break. <laughs> I blew my mind, but listen, hey, I haven't been in South Louisiana long enough to complain. I know it's better to be safe than sorry. Um, well, Coach, last time we talked, you, you, we were on the edge of, of SEC play. You had Mizzou at home looming. You had a road trip to Ole Miss looming. And here we sit a week later. And what did y'all do? Y'all do what y'all always seem to do. You got it done. And you win the game. Um, let's let's talk about Ole Miss on the road. A a, a real battle, right? And um, y'all are a team that seems to win by these margins that when you get in a fight, it's almost like surprising at times. How did you feel that your team responded uh, against Ole Miss on Sunday? Well, you know, the last two years, it's been dogfight, too. The first, uh, I can't remember which, we won by four one year. We won by nine, I think, last year. So we're increasing that lead a little bit. We won by 11. They play really good defense. Their strength is the just they're big everywhere. They're athletic. Their defense is better than their offense. And, you know, for a coach, that loves defense and rebounding. I've always had great respect for the job that she's doing. Now, we gave up too many points, and that's a work in progress for us on the defensive end, but we uh, we can score the ball on our worst night. Yeah. You saw we scored 84 <laughs> points, we scored 50 and a half, and I'm sitting here going, okay, so I've got to get this mindset of my team to change. I feel like they have the mindset that, and eh, we're going to outscore everybody, let them score their points. Mm. I've just got to stay on them on the defensive end, and that's not to take anything away from Ole Miss. They were fired up. See, Bob Hester, those guys had a record-breaking crowd. When we pulled up on that bus, I asked the driver, just slow down so these kids can see again what they have created, yeah. this monster that we have created on the road. Now, granted, a lot of those had Ole Miss shirts on, but they were not there to see Ole Miss. They really weren't. No. I think our introduction was louder than theirs. And wow. it hit me, it hit me when the game was over and you watch Angel Reese go out there to take pictures with those fans who wait and wait. It's almost like I'm coaching the Beatles or something. It's nuts. <laughs> well and and, and and it's crazy too because like even the fans who are fans of the school that you are playing are still there to see y'all, right? Like, I grew up in Atlanta, right? We go to Hawks games all the time. But, like, the, the best ones was when, like, Michael Jordan was coming to town or or Shaquille O'Neal and the Magic, right? I mean, that's what uh, that's what this is. You know what it kind of reminds me of, Coach? Um, there's a video 
with with Jim Harbaugh and Lamar Jackson from a couple of years ago, where where a Harbaugh's a John Harbaugh, excuse me, he's talking to Lamar Jackson and he's basically just speaking on the impact that he is having and how proud he is of him because he is setting, uh, he he is he's he's such a guiding light for so many young athletes that maybe up to that point were told, oh, you're not a quarterback, you can't do this, you can't do that. Um, and now you have guys like Jaden Daniels, right, who fully grew up in this era. No, 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 I can do this. And now Jaden training towards being a top pick because of someone like Lamar Jackson's success. Do you see kind of Angel Reese and and your team and these other superstars kind of leading in that same way, proving to young girls out there that, no, no, you can have great success, not just like athletically, but financially, character-wise, like you, you can do this. Well, I think, you guys are football players. Let's just back it on up to when your dad played. We want to put people in a box. There was never the mm. dual-threat quarterback years yep. ago. There was never the running quarterback. And you sit there and you put the good athletes at wide receiver or running back, and I'm thinking, well, hell, the quarterback's a specialty position. Put somebody there that can <laughs> run the ball sometimes. Yeah. And they touch the ball and, every play. <laughs> and, then, and then we get scared, oh, they're going to get hurt, and they usually do, but so does the running back, so does the receiver. Times change, guys, is what I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. And when times change, you can't be afraid of it. Mm. And the times have changed for women's basketball, particularly at LSU. Uh, these these kids are celebrities. These kids are millionaires. These kids are. But what hasn't changed is their will to win, and they allow me to coach them. And when that changes, I'm getting out because if you don't have a leader and you don't have discipline in that locker room, and 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 they're not following you then you've lost your locker room. And when I watch them play and I watch them listen and I watch that eye contact and the timeout and I watch their will to win, that's, that's never going to change as long as I'm coaching. But what's the, the attraction is talent. The attraction is winning. But when you sit there and you watch us, I think my son said it best after the game, he went with us to Ole Miss. And he said, Mommy, you got people at Ole Miss coming to watch y'all play that have never watched women's basketball. Yeah. And I said, what are you talking? Who are you talking about? He goes, Mom, I'm sitting with Dash the whole game, the quarterback for Ole Miss. He, he walked in. He's like, this is fun. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> listen to your team. They talk trash. So uh- you have – you have a group of young ladies in that purple and gold that attract different people for different reasons, whether it is Angel Reese's little uh, group or whether it's Flage, uh, whether it's my outfit, whether you've got <laughs> a, just a, a bunch of stuff going on. And guys, that's good for women's basketball. It really is. I mean, it's been great. And look at the ratings and look at attendance numbers and look at season tickets, right? Like, like it's 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 everything um, that you envisioned when you got here, and then some. It's 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 wild the kind of revolution that is taking place. Um, in terms of what's next, you got a big one coming up Thursday, Coach. It's a good well, Texas A and M team. Yeah, A and M is much improved, and here's the stat that'll stand out when I'm in that film room with them this morning because we had to give them yesterday off. We, I'm big on field goal percentage defense, and that's why I know we're not there yet because mm. we're way lower than I want to be. And A&M is number two in the country in field goal percentage defense, and that tells you that they're guarding people. That tells you they're much more talented than they were. They have a lot of transfers. 
They have freshmen that are now sophomores and confident. So it's going to be a different A&M team than what maybe you saw in years, recent years because they have a new coach who's gone out and, and just improved her team. And we'll get in the film room this morning at, before practice and get after it on the floor and tomorrow get after it and try to hold, you know, home court. We don't want to give up a loss at home. And then we'll go on the road to uh, Auburn Sunday, yeah. and Auburn is much improved as well. So the transfer portal has made a lot of people better quickly. Yeah, it's kind of it's, it's kind of interesting, Coach. I, I thought it was going to lead to kind of a – like a hyper concentration of power at the top. But what I kind of have realized is that, oh no, it was, that already existed. This is democratized college sports where now like seasons aren't sunk like they may have been in the past because you didn't have a point guard or you didn't have a quarterback. And it's really made everybody more competitive, which as a coach, I'm sure is very tough, but as a consumer is, is kind of great, right? I mean, it's very exciting. Um, You mentioned the will to win being the same, right? As everything changes around you, uh, what about kind of the core tenets of what it takes to win? Like you mentioned A&M's defense, and obviously you got strength on strength there with the all-scoring going against that A&M defense. Um, But what are your kind of core tenets from style of play in terms of winning a championship? Or does that that change team by team? I think you have – okay, I have these conversations again with Kramer and my daughter who was on my staff and they ask a lot of detailed questions. That's what you probably did. You know, it's, it's when you grow up in sports, you watch, you live, you learn. I think the coaches who get passed by as they get older are the ones that are stubborn and are set in their ways on philosophy. Mm. You don't have to change your discipline. You don't even have to like this new generation and and what's important to them. I get that. (laughs) Some of that is not good. But what you have to do is you have to evolve as a coach, and you got to recognize, well, yeah, I'd love to have a great post player all the time. I'd love to have a, a shooting guard. I'd love to have a great point guard. Sometimes you don't have that. So you have to evolve, and you've got to change to meet what their strengths are. And I've watched so many coaches, and I'll go, what are they running that for? That kid's not capable of doing that. And then I'm like, I hope I never reach that point. Mm. Um, The game started changing in the NBA when when the post players didn't want to be back to the basket post anymore. They wanted to be guards. So they kind of evolved and changed, and it became all these guards and all that. I've been blessed to have a post, a a shooting guard, and a a point guard. But guys – the world changes. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. But but this stuff with NIL, Transfer Portal, it has made a lot of competitive teams uh, that weren't competitive yeah. better. Yeah. Um, God, I love your insight, Coach. It's like it's so great. It's every week. It's just lessons that you can apply to not just sports but every facet of life. Uh, can I, I, I'm going to ask you, you don't want to answer. You definitely don't have to, but I'm going to ask you kind of a ridiculous hypothetical here. I don't know if you saw what happened with the saints on Sunday. Basically, I the knew pl- that question was coming. I, I knew know, it I'm was sorry. Coming. I'm sorry. Well, I, I don't know. know it's like, let I appreciate you. your insight into these things so much. Well, let me tell you, there's a reason I'm coaching in college and not pros. That was a pro move. That was just <laughs> honestly, from a coaching perspective, shame on them. Yeah. Shame on them. 
Yeah. That sense a lack of respect uh, towards the coach. Um, hell, that didn't get the coach for Atlanta fired, but it probably was the nail in the coffin. And um, I, honestly, I tried to read what Jimmy Graham said, and I just quit reading it. I don't want to hear any excuses <laughs> about why they did this and defend this player and do all he needed his first touchdown. Guys, you don't do that. If you watch us play and we're up and there's less than 30 seconds to go, which is the shot clock, or even in the game, you'll hear me holler red and you go stand at half court and you dribble the ball out. Yeah, I've had coaches go score to try to get double-figure wins and when I was young in this business, and I'll never forget it. You just don't do that. There's a way to do it. Now, I've done some bonehead things myself, like I might press when we're up 30 or 40, but <laughs> when I say bonehead, in that moment, I'm viewing our practice I'm sorry. Our yeah, we got to practice the defense, right? I mean, like that's that's and, the golden opportunity. And if you don't do it in a game situation and non-conference, yeah. to get in shape and to see who you want to play. And I might tell the coach ahead of time, hey, I'm not looking at the score. Uh, you're going to get aggravated at me, but I got to get these kids at least 20 minutes a game, all of them. And I'm going to press and work on some things. And um, but. Yeah, that I saw that, and I thought I don't give a rip what excuse you give. You dis you. I don't even know the right word. Disobeyed you. I don't know what it is. Yeah, you I think it shows a lack respect. of respect for the head coach. You know, I mean, yeah, I, it, it does. It does, and um, and they may love him to death. They may love that coach. I don't know that relationship, but um, that that was not a cool move in any way. Coach Mulkey, the legend. <laughs> Go pack out the PMAC Thursday night, 7 p.m. Texas, 13 and 2, Texas AM, number one in field goal defense, defensive percentage coming to town this Thursday night, 7 p.m., and then Auburn on Sunday. Coach, thank you so much for coming on. It's always like the best part of the week. You have, you have an excellent day. Y'all be good. Bye bye. Absolutely. Um, God, life lessons every single week with Coach Kim Mulkey. What a freaking legend, dude. Uh, all right, when we get back, let's close out hour number two of OTB. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bob. Make up your mind. All-Star Toyota presents Off the Bench with Hester and T-Bob. ESPN Baton Rouge, New Orleans, Alexandria, and 1130 The Tiger. What's going on, y'all? Welcome back. OTB, always love getting Coach Mulkey's insight on everything. Um, Speaking of insight, one of my favorite old uh, Pelicans writers and a man who I just enjoy very much. Um, I don't think he's in the media game. In an official capacity anymore. He still has the Polk and Kush podcast, but um, it's Scott D. Kushner. And I thought he had a pretty eloquent and insightful thread about the state of the Saints. And you're Coach Mulkey right there. Like, Coach Mulkey may disagree, uh, obviously, right, with like run up the score, the manner they did out of victory formation, the players going rogue. And look, I don't think she's approaching it from a Saints Falcons rivalry standpoint. She's approaching it from a coaching standpoint. What she did say there, though, was that, um, you know, that's a lack of respect. 
uh, for the head coach, which is on the professional level happens way more in college. But anyway, the point of this, here's a thread from Scott Kirscher that I want to read, and it's attached with a clip from Cam Jordan that I think speaks volumes. Uh, this is Scott's writing. Quote, The way Saints players have openly disrespected Dennis Allen, combined with a team leaking the desire for, quote, cultural tweaks around DA and Carr show how obscenely obtuse this entire organization is. They blame the players for hating Allen, not Allen for losing the locker room. Absurd. Everything Mickey Loomis stated publicly this year has been comically wrongheaded and misguided. And here he is guiding the Saints away from Marshawn Lattimore, Alvin Kamara, and Cam Jordan in favor of Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. It's an unimaginable bungling of the situation. In public statements this year, the Saints' most visible architects, Allen and Loomis, have ripped Saints fans and players for perceived wrongdoing against the team. These are the only two groups of people that actually matter to the franchise. What in the hell are they doing? And then he goes on to link uh, the Jordan video about to play. These two clips from someone as respected and media savvy as Cam Jordan are absolutely screaming to be dissected. They have missed the playoffs three straight years and enter the offseason with the least cap room in the NFL. How does anyone see those facts and continue to forge in the same direction? There's no logic being applied. Ooh, beautifully written, scathing, to the point, revealing, as was this Cam Jordan clip. Here's Cam Jordan um, wrapping up his thoughts on the season. Three years of missing the playoffs has been... Nine and eight, seven and ten, nine and eight. That's not good enough. Uh, at minimum, it has to be a ten-win season, right? Um, whatever gets you to the playoffs. If, if leadership is not what it needs to be, leadership can change. Just like players can change. Uh, last, I mean, are you telling me that that's not a direct? The head coach needs to change. Leadership can change just like players can change. A line being drawn in the sand. And, and again, especially when combined with Scott's very correct observation that the Saints are kind of trying to guide you away from Cam Jordan, guide you away from Marshawn Lattimore, for Alvin Kamara. They are not the future. Change those players. The future is Dennis Allen and Derek Carr. And again, like Jordan said, like Scott said, three straight years of missing the playoffs. Where's the logic? Where's the idea to continue with it, to continue to forge down this same path? And why is it the players' fault and the fans' fault for not liking the Saints instead of the Saints' fault? Why is it the players' fault for not liking Dennis Allen instead of Dennis Allen's fault for losing the locker room? And to me, that feels like Cam Jordan again. Scott calls Cam Jordan media savvy, and he's exactly right. It's Cam Jordan basically saying it feels like we're at a crossroad, and either we're going to change or them up there is going to change. And unfortunately, it kind of feels like they're going to stick with DA and Co. We'll see. Hour three next. Off the bench with Hester and T-Bone.